tuned in to the best damn podcast in the gaming industry trademark 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 pew pew let's go baby Lilo. and we're at the half century mark baby. we are at the half century mark we all thought episode half century sad and stupid and it is still it's stupid. still stupid <laughs> it's i'm gonna agree but fuck it i liked it so i'm rolling with it and we're going that's with how it. we roll here we like it it's cool we roll with it Anyway, anyway, so it is episode 50, sort of a milestone. Uh, it's pretty cool, but uh, we're still not where we want to be, and we're only going to get better, so progress. we're not going to mow on it too much because uh, we keep it iterative, but without much further ado, let's just jump right into it with... That's right. A little bit of the plug walk and I really love that sound clip I'm not gonna lie I wish I could just play that every single time for no apparent reason but speaking of the plugs let's start with the social channels you can find us over on Twitter at people like games is the handle or you can find Lilo over at at Lilo PLG (laughs) hit us up let's banter let's chat let us discuss ways to be more interactive with each other because we're going to need to because of a uh, new little segment uh, that might be might be, be might be mentioned sometime soon but right more on that in the future uh, more on that in very the future. near future very extremely potentially near anyway uh yeah hit us up you could also start finding us over at reddit um and hit us find our uh, subreddit over there our backs- people like yeah, games. Our backslash, people like games. And then where to find the show? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, basically everywhere podcasts are available. Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, this, that, the other, except for title. But we'll get there too. We will. Subscribe, leave some love, five stars, nothing less for the reviews and spread the word and uh let's uh, grow the community a little bit but yeah grow with us baby enough of, enough of the plugs now it's going to be time to kick it over we to lilo four this is the talk baby all right we got the uh table of contents if you don't know what the talk is we'll be running through what you can expect in the very near future in this show so we're going to start off with a quick scope and that's what solo and i do it's a quick scope of the industry we talk about everything that happened this past week that we think you should know about the gaming industry could be anything from individual developers and their news or their twitters twitter fucking and, conversations and, and by any, we anything. think you should know we mean objectively you should know because 
<laughs> it's the quick scope of it's the industry. It's the quick scope of the industry. It is the objectively best place to find information on gaming. Trademark, trademark, trademark. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Objectively best place to find <laughs> gaming news. I, I can see that. All right. Um, so from the quick scope, after we cover those topics, we'll be rolling down into the new segment we introduced last week, which is a solo recommendation. And this goes over essentially long form articles that we find, or rather that solo finds online that are good writing, evidence of good writing and good writing about gaming specifically. And it's just something that we think any fan who enjoys writing should fucking read. And anyone who enjoys listening to the show and gaming in general can read, will find it interesting. And normally gamers like what other gamers like, you know, even if you don't play it specifically, you'll probably appreciate it. And that's what this is all about. Okay, follow that shit up with the introduction of a new segment. Uh, this is our namesake interview series, and Solo is leading the charge with that. He's got something he'll talk about. We'll get into that a little bit more later, and then we're going to wrap this shit all up with the final lap, and the final lap is a topic that Solo and I want to talk about at length. In this particular week, it will be about Nintendo Direct and those that news we heard. And the Nintendo week. online service, which had quite a less than stellar rollout which right you know i love to, you know i love to discuss you know i love to discuss less than stellar that's where i shine i'm in my prime <laughs> but all right all right so that being said and that table of contents done let's just roll straight into the first thing of the quick scope all right first article of the quick scope that we're going to be covering essentially this week, I know it's not specifically gaming related, but it could be in the future. We don't really know. Guess what? You just saw the newest trailer for Captain Marvel. That shit was released in the week of 918, which is when this episode is going to be released. Uh, Captain Marvel just dropped its first trailer, and I guess I'm wondering, Solo, how you felt about it, because I'll be honest, I had a less than stellar reaction. It was cool. It's just... There's been so many. I'm I'm not like not like too hyped. Uh, I I think I, I think one the I thought the graphics looked sort of cheesy when they did like the power up thing, the energy thing. Okay. I don't know. It could yeah. it could just be because it's not fully refined yet in terms of its CGI. But I didn't. I would say yeah, you got some time. I didn't thoroughly love it. Um, it's just they 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 started like sort of creatively setting a higher bar with like the last couple of movies in terms of the aesthetics Dude, you, and i totally and agree this, is, totally this, agree. this goes back to sort of a generic template that they got away from and i think it'll be funny to see i don't think this movie i think this might be their first flop and i think uh shazam might be dc's first banger I think DC's first banger was definitely Wonder Woman, if we're going to be objective. They they did fucking well. So, second banger, agree. Captain Marvel, actually, I don't think it's going to be a flop. I just think, to me, I, where I'm coming at it from is, like, movie fatigue. Marvel fatigue in that we've seen the same shit over and over. This is just... Essentially, what you're getting is you're getting a new comic book. You really are, in movies. You're getting the next issue that's coming out, the next, I guess quarter from now and it's just telling you the next part of the story that's going to relate to the next Avenger movies which is really going to be the next big, big banger because that's yeah, the end all be all exactly you know? so they're setting the I stage mean, they're setting the stage I mean it, it it's what it it's exactly what it is which is a filler you know what I mean like they have to introduce this character yeah. Yeah, whose yeah. actual significance isn't going to come till 
the next Civil next movie. War movie. Yeah. So it's like, I'll take it with the grain of salt. It's like, you can't judge a second movie in a three-movie series. It's like, you got to wait to see what it leads into. Yeah, right, so right. Like, exactly. This is... You know, let me see what happens and how this fits into the storyline they're trying to play at, and then I'll judge. Because like, I don't I'll have ju- context yet. But, haha, blockbuster right. video. <laughs> that was kind yeah, of funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the few things that we'll understand. I guess the, so. the next generation, they will not. Um, all right. The other thing that dropped this week, uh, not really this week, but last announced. week, I guess you'd say. Announced just generic. New iPhones, motherfuckers. Guess what? They come out every year, and um, the prices are slowly creeping up. I know that in 2022, you're going to have iPhone 13, and it's going to be costing you $1,500. Fucking thing is, people are still going to buy that shit. It's just yeah. unreal the, to me that the prices keep going the up. The baseline Damn. price is definitely creeping up. Uh, it is, I'm, right? I'm, it literally, it's 1000 bucks. It, it, it's it's, it's 750 for the base, but at the same time, I'm just for curious who... who who's responsible for the naming conventions because uh, you don't like iPhone XS and XR and XRS I and think Apple XL and <laughs> I, I think I think Apple died when Steve Jobs died it ain't Steve though it ain't Steve though Lilo it's not remember Steve. when I remember That's when right. it, it rolled that phrase out it was a long time ago yeah, no. yeah, yeah, baby. We have too many episodes since then. Half century, and it I'm just, still it running with it. I remember the first time I just said, like, "You never say that." I was like, I do now. But anyway, um, yeah, Apple, you suck. Guess what? You suck. <laughs> I, not, like it, that's what I'm saying. People will buy it. That's not the point. But everybody, right, right, right. people are a bunch. Are you gonna get it? No, I have an iPhone yeah. 6s with the. OS being 10.3, I'm literally two years behind OS upgrades. I ain't getting shit new. I'm chilling. <laughs> Fuck Apple. Okay. Apple, yeah. you're a bunch of dongles. Uh, anyway. Uh, I will say the one one best thing, though. The only thing that I have to say positively about that phone is that the camera is actually nasty. Yeah. The camera's real good. If you're someone who enjoys taking pictures and can afford uh, like a $10,000 camera, that's a really, really good fucking full-lens camera. Shit's actually I will good, say so. that um, the human eye can only see a certain amount of pixels, so minute developments or advancements in cameras post the iPhone X is basically arbitrary, but that's neither here nor there, and we're going to jump <laughs> into our next topic, which is uh, a little random and maybe not thoroughly meaningful, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, a brand and marketing consultancy group called Profit uh, surveyed a couple of uh, consumers out in the UK, about 12,000, about 240 brands to see uh, which basically relevancy rankings for brands in the country. And at maybe a little surprising to me, PlayStation ended up being in the third spot in brand relevancy. So if you had to guess what is the most recognizable brand in the UK, what would it be? We just talked about it, man. It's got to be Apple. Of course, it's Apple. Uh, number two, Lego. Pretty random, but not. I watch, it's Europe, I watch, man. That's what I they wa- make them. I, wa- <laughs> I watch a great the, episode. The toys yeah. that made us? No, no, they make it in... Um, shit, I was literally watching... Sweden. Uh, I was literally watching an episode on it with uh, 
there's a great the Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us. They came out with season two. Dude, that's what I just said. Oh, really? Oh, shit. I didn't even hear you that. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, that was funny. Oh, God, yeah. I so, said, The Toys That Made Us, and you're like, nah, nah. Oh. I just watched it. I just watched it. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I thought you said, I, just I, said, thought you said I thought you meant that they were made in the UK. I was like, no, they're ma- they're not made there. No, I did say that, too. They, uh, they're they made in, aren't they made in Denmark yeah, or something Denmark. like that? Yeah, Denmark. Like, like, I mean, all those... <laughs> like Scandinavian countries are interchangeable but what I meant was I thought you meant the Legos was from the UK I was no, like no I said bro. the toys that made us I literally called out the title of the show you just referenced oh I just misheard the toys that, that made but us. then obviously rounding out the top five Google Netflix um, the usuals Amazon Spotify makes sense but uh, that is the only gaming company to creep into the top ten and sort of taking a look outside actually funny enough uh, the nintendo was at 11 so they basically cut it out of the headline even though it was just one spot out but at the same time uh the nintendo didn't even get listed on the u.s version of the survey uh as a result the playstation was 13 the xbox at 25 uh with ea at 34 funny enough so uh dude Brand relevancy is interesting. I was going to say brand recognition is everything, as you'd say in marketing. And so this, this, if we want to relate it back to something gaming related and something that we talked about, PlayStation doesn't need to do crossplay because they dominate the market. And it literally shows in brand recognition right there. I think that's your answer in terms of like actual statistics and objective objective truths absolutely and i would add on to that if you guys want to or girls want to check out something if you people want to check out something thoroughly unrelated to gaming but very (laughs) interesting simultaneously it's a documentary called the greatest movie ever sold by morgan spurlock he's the same guy who made supersize me the documentary about mcdonald's um and they do like an interesting test of brand recognition and more kids around the world recognize like ronald mcdonald then recognize like Jesus and I was like obviously <laughs> Jesus wasn't selling yeah. fucking hamburgers bro <laughs> Jesus, wasn't selling hamburgers. Jesus isn't on TV all yeah, the time say, like, bro, Jesus needed a squad with, with someone like the hamburger to, but no anyway before we fall down that lane of humor <laughs> I'm gonna pull myself back cause I'm just that was hilarious to me anyway uh, that's uh, it's curious Brand right. I got you. Brand recognition is important. And hey, in Europe, apparently they like fucking PlayStation. So the more you know. Uh, We're going to pivot off of this topic of games because that's what we talk about. And and I'm going to fill you in on some details that came out about uh, Call of Duty 4. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, sorry, specifically, because it's definitely not Call of Duty 4. There's a shit ton of Call of Duties. (laughs) Um as you may have heard, or as you may not have heard, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will not feature a traditional campaign. And you're probably wondering why. Well, that's because they are incorporating a Battle Royale mode. They are following the trends. And when asked about it, co-studio head Dan Bunting said, development is a journey, in quotes. We try a lot of different ideas and a lot of different things. The game that we are making has evolved over time, and that's just part of development. I can't remember a single game that was made that hasn't had dramatic changes in the prototype stage. That's what prototyping is for. You prototype ideas. Some of them work out. Some of them don't. We find a new idea, and we have fun with it. Um, he says that it's normal for them to change, and 
he talks about adaptation, how it's important for game companies to adapt, but doesn't really explain to what. There's nothing, at least in this article, that alludes to what. And you implicitly imply you adapt to the market of what people want. Well, what does the market want and what's making the most money? It's fucking Fortnite, that's for sure. It's all battle royales in general. They're making the most money by far, and Treyarch is trying to jump on top of that bandwagon. Um, if you're worried about the Call of Duty games, he was trying to address the fact that they're still involving a little bit of a story, and they're going to incorporate story elements. So the same way Fortnite has those additional campaign... No, sorry, not a campaign. Additional... Um, quests you can do and things that make running around fun if you drop in a random spot and the circle happens to be on the other side of the map well they're probably going to do similar things where you can do activities throughout the map um the beta has come out and there's a lot of streamers playing ninja actually has just decided to uh go over and play call of duty at the twitchcon later this this fall but it's besides the point either way I read this article and I realized it's a whole bunch of fucking fluff. And Solo, I think you would agree. It's just, um, he's doing hand-waving techniques. Hand-waving techniques to be like, hey, guess what? We're chasing the money, but I'm not going to say we're chasing the money, but we're chasing the money. You I, know? I mean, I, I feel like it's sort of obvious why they would do that. If they wanted to invest all those resources, they had to do it into either the campaign or different online game modes and sort of creating what is likely going to be the infrastructure for the esports which means they had a, a lot of potential variables they had to start planning for as well so they built the game out in a separate manner and i guess no one gives a shit about single player when it comes to a game like black ops no one's going there and being like oh i can't wait to play the storyline out like i think now there's a clear differentiation and understanding about the difference between single-player narrative games and multiplayer games and so when it comes out no one will care so they can say what they want but as long as there's no microtransactions i don't mind so much but anyway on to a little bit of my favorite type of news and that is lawsuits and in this case there is a new mexico lawsuit uh alleging that Tiny Lab, a gaming publisher uh, that is responsible for such AAA mobile titles as Fun Kid Racing, Candyland Racing, Baby Toilet Race, Cleanup Fun, Gummy Bear, and Friends Speed Racing. I feel like someone was on drugs today writing these. Um, <laughs> but apparently, they are uh, alleging that. Tiny Lab, as well as uh, the advertising companies that work with it, including Google and Twitter, are guilty of inappropriately collecting and handling children's personal data in violation of the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. That is a pretty big deal, if you are not aware. Uh, though that act is basically set up to be able to protect the uh, data and information of children. 13 and under and was set up so that you wouldn't be able to create capture uh, location or demographic information so that you can do targeted advertising. It's a similar reason that you don't that they don't allow cartoon advertising characters for cigarettes anymore. You know where Joe Camel went to the grave because they passed a law saying you can't use a cartoon cigarette to sell cigarettes. You can't use a cartoon camel to sell cigarettes. And so at the same time, 
I did not yeah. know that. Actually, fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Fun fact. And then that is similar to this. And it's funny because a New York Times investigation had found um, that the company uh, had basically over a small scale review of the 20 different children's apps that it was involved in on Android and iOS that it violated the act in both stores um, because of its ability to send the information over and it did it by side skirting uh, the rules because it would categorize its games under family apps and allow players to select their birth year and so if the player could automatically establish their birth year then they could just send it to anyone. Um, so they basically let themselves be fooled so they could get more people. So congratulations, Tiny Lab. You're going to get sued. And Google as <laughs> uh, Android and iOS might be liable as well because you have to look at it that they got the information through there and then sent it with basically, if not explicit approval, loophole approval by the fact that they didn't have restrictions against it. So they're going to, Google might be in trouble for that too. Just a note, I doubt anything's going to happen to Google because they got so much money they can throw at the problem to delay, 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 money, money, and then eventually just kind of dies because no one else can fund it. But I get it. Damn. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Um, you know, it it, it it sort of rolls into a, uh, a little topic that we'll touch on uh, in the near future um, that's related, uh, you know, about how a lot of these rules that we're trying to establish are for gaming, digitally speaking, are for children. It's not you know it's not so much adults adults know how the deal is gotta protect the future baby gotta protect the future gotta protect the future who knows who knows what can happen in the future in the future a lot of things are happening and in the future it has been shown that we will be getting some of the favorite games that we love I'm trying to loop this in and it's kind of difficult for me at the moment but guess what in the future you know that Bethesda will be releasing another Elder Scrolls game. And this relates to what Solo was talking about in terms of law, because in law there's trademarks, or at least in business there's trademarks, and Bethesda just fucking filed a new fucking trademark. This trademark has been filed for the word Redfall. And in case you're wondering why that's important, well, the past two games have been discovered the past two games released for bethesda have been discovered through trademarks they've filed okay elder scrolls 5 you might know as the game called skyrim was found because bethesda trademarked the word skyrim the next game on the list is called oh my god a starfield yeah that was the the big the big news coming out of uh, e3 for bethesda Starfield was actually discovered before E3 because they trademarked the word Starfield. Now, recently came to light, just today, that Bethesda has trademarked the word Redfall. So if you're wondering, more than likely, this is probably like rumor mill really, but if you're wondering more than likely what the next game title for Bethesda is going to be is Redfall. And Redfall has had ties to Tamriel, which is a location in the Elder Scrolls universe. And also has ties to the Red Guards that was in Skyrim as well. So, guess what? We just gave you the motherfucking title for the next Elder Scrolls game. I'm calling it here. Calling it here. Calling it. Calling it. We're getting we, in thank, on it. Thank you, Newsweek. Right? Thank you, Newsweek. But... Either way, that was it. That's um, all I got. That is just, you know, 
for the, I, I just love how much information you public can, service announcement. Yeah, I love how much information you can glean from patent and trademark filings. Which speaking of trademark, 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 trademark. But anyway. Uh, Oh my uh, god, that was loud, trademark. bro. <laughs> what the trademark. fuck? <laughs> Sorry about the volume. If your eardrums are exploding, god my damn. My voice gets normalized because our audio engineer is a mo mo fucking G, and I'm the audio engineer, so. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I mix, master, produce my own shit. I'm like Russ without a man bun. Just kidding. I'm, I'm like Cole. World, no blankets on. Moving on. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on to something that I wanted to touch on but as i read further into it i found it wasn't what i it wasn't as interesting as i thought it was going to be but anyway it looks like optic gaming the i don't know how how do you i guess esports organization is the best way to start describing these teams um has partnered with jet 8 and launched a self-branded social app i thought that would mean something in the realm of like a hub for all of their content and their players and like this sort of, you know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. An interactive multimedia center for their shit. But ends up, turns out it is a social media app. And when I saw that, I was like, wait, excuse me, what is that? What? Why would you do that? But apparently it would allow users to create optic branded photos and videos and share them across multiple social media platforms. That will then generate in-app currency for engagement with their post shares, favorites, external shares on other social media platforms that can be redeemed for discounts on optic gaming merchandise. I get the angle to drive a bit of engagement, but... <clears throat> I can call it here that within six months, you're going to fold that app up because it's sort of pointless and silly. And nope. it's redundant and derivative. Basically. I'm just sorry. No shade. But if it's a sp- <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, right? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, just, if who's going to download a separate app to fucking upload things about this one company onto like Facebook or onto Instagram or onto fucking Snapchat. Like no one, no one's going to do that. If it's, no one's going to do If it's a spade, it's getting called a spade. Yeah. Facts. Super facts. Um, we let you know the facts here. Objective, baby. We got some new facts. Objective, new facts. An objective, new facts. This one is an objective, new fact that I'm about to drop on you about one of the most anticipated games of 2019 for solo and low and that is kingdom hearts 3 uh kingdom hearts 3 has just released some box art by tetsuya nomura uh, i said that really weird it, with an accent and not in, in intending but his name is tetsuya nomura as you would say in english <laughs> like normally like a normal person uh it has beautiful box art and it shows sora and um which i'm gonna call it oh my god what's her fucking name What's her name? What's her I'm name? not going to tell you because I'm currently playing the game and I know it. I, I, that's what I'm saying. R- Give me your Riku. name. Come on, Riku. man. Oh, yeah. Sawyer, Riku, and uh, you got Roxas in there. You got all these other characters, Aqua, and from every game. Obviously, Donald Goofy. You got Mickey. Long story short, it's fucking sweet. It looks beautiful. Um, there are also some screenshots posted by Square Enix about the new world, and I'm not trying to spoil it, but it's been everywhere, and it involves Big Hero 6, and it's funny because I actually just Boiler watched alert. Big Hero 6. Like Great the movie. other day, First time? it's a fucking awesome. Oh, no, no, I no. I, I watched it like again. Yeah, yeah. It was on TV, and I just happened to watch it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then 
this post came out and I was just like, dude, I didn't even realize they're going to be in there. This is amazing. There's so much you could do with superheroes, quote unquote, that, uh, dude, you know, Square Enix is going to do some crazy shit with. Uh, I'm just so excited. Like Max and a lot of stuff. It's going to be so sweet. I, I just, uh, to, to the listeners, if you remember, uh, Solo is on a six month mission to beat all of the Kingdom Hearts games before the third one comes out because I'm smart and I think ahead. And with October coming up, I'm almost done with the first one. And I realized that, yo, those games. You say all. Yeah, all. all? all. But no, no, let me or finish. Let me two? finish. Let me finish. But look at, look at, look at. Lilo's like the guy that jumps in the middle of an argument and makes a point that you're trying to make. And is like, Because uh, you're not like beating all fucking 11 <laughs> well, games or some shit I'm, like that. I'm about you're to not explain doing it. it. I'm about to. Says the guy who came. I've beaten more games than Lilo this year. And he's out here saying I can't beat games. That's not even the point. Let me, let me get sure. to my point of before I beat hey, all the games. Hey, you cut me off all the time. Yeah, I'm cutting you off, I cut you, off, you off with something of substance. Hey, hey, get and burned. I just did it. No, I just did it. I'm hold calling on, you on, on your on. shit. Because it, it didn't I could not hear you over the sound of me not listening. Get burned. Oh. Get burned. Oh. Get burned. That was, that was really you. good. Real mature. I practice. Real mature. But um, I'm just going to watch the videos of the games that are in between because I'm not playing. <laughs> 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 all right. All I need to go that, back to my original point. All Beating all the games. <laughs> you, you see that all encompassing fucking statement. <laughs> yeah. That is just not true. It's just not true. You're going to be one and two, and I yeah. get that. And you those are the only do. two ones too. that really you count. You need to. If you want to remember any of Bro, this shit. I bought both the games. I bought 1.5 and 2.5 for PS3. I don't even have a PS3. Just buy the 1.5. You know, I think it's 1.5. I don't even know what it's called. I think 1.5. Oh, you can buy it on digital. No, no, no. They they have it on PS4. It's a 1.5 and 2.8 HD remake. And they're both in one. Oh, 2.8. It's literally every single game in in one disc. That's a lot. And that's actually kind of crazy. To think the about storage. how technology yeah. is invested. Dude, yeah. right? You're thinking about like back in the day, like PS1, you had four discs for a fucking game. And that was a long game. Yeah, was... But this one is like one disc holds literally seven or eight full yeah. games. Full 40 plus hour main storyline Yeah, games. but if you also think the about f- it, the... the, the... the graphics yeah, I was just going to say the graphics and the storage, you know, simultaneously, like... The gameplay probably isn't too much. Ah, I gotcha. It's just, it's still mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. Technology improves, man. Always, always, always. But anyway, enough of Kingdom Hearts. We're excited for it. In the meanwhile, Solo is almost done. Solo being me. I'm almost done with uh, uh, Spider-Man. I'm literally in the middle of the last boss battle that I paused to be able to record this show with you people. (laughs) Uh, And then I'm going to unpause and then beat and then... Get ready for Red Dead, but Kingdom Hearts coming too. Anyway, on to the story that will probably be the gaming story of the year once again in 2019 at the current rate because I got more back-to-back stories for you because it seems that the domino effect that I had mentioned a few months back with regards to the ESA and the ESRB's failure to self-regulate when it comes to how loot boxes are potentially gambling-like would come back to bite them because if they didn't do it, someone else would and the other people would likely be government organizations. So 
Before we get into uh, more of those pieces falling, we'll start with how those pieces end up continue, continually falling. So it looks like an Australian committee has declared that loot boxes are, and I quote, a way of exploiting gambling disorders. And that's a very strong phrasing because... Uh, Earlier this year, the Australian Senate had approved an investigation into loot boxes, and now that they're finding that the more severe... Obviously, this is no news to anyone with the least bit of common sense, but... And I quote, the more severe gamers' problem gambling was, the more likely they were to spend large amounts of money on loot boxes. No shit I wrote to the Australian Senate committee conducting this survey. You're saying that if they have a gambling problem, they will spend money gambling. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, they just needed hard figures, man. I, I, I get we can't be too hard on them because... I'm sure the Senate knew that. They just needed to prove it to the public and be like, guess what? We have numbers to back it up, which is how you make changes to that kind of shit. You can't just do it ad hoc. The you need sub substance. The question is, in, in, it, at, at the point that you start getting the statistics you're looking for, it's become that the problem had ballooned. You see what I'm saying? You don't want hard statistics. I don't, I don't. Everything I, takes the time. The, Everything the problem takes time. is that violence in video games has been given the boogeyman treatment to real world violence so i feel like when it comes to a similar analogy of something in games has the ability to affect real life people are like whoa 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 i thought we it's like well the mechanics are the same in a psychological way that's not the same case. I, I just think that I agree with you. You do need a large amount of solid evidence, but it's... Your point, I think, is that it takes too long and then the problem has already been exploited. Yeah. It's been utilized. And I get that. It's just there's no other way around that, right? You can't get around it. Government organizations are governed by these rules, and these rules force you to have facts to back up most of the stuff. Well, in most governments, you enforce to have facts before you enforce policies. And uh, I would say that I don't know. I feel like what they need to do, and I, and I'll be honest with you, this is this is the key. So, to the actually getting into our next story, and then if everyone's like, "Oh, solo, you're always bitching about loot boxes," and this will touch exactly on the evidence requirement. Fuck it, I'm just gonna say it now. Why don't they do actual brain studies of people who are gambling, and people who open loot boxes, and people who open trading card packs, and then compare them and see which parts of the brain that are associated with gambling are actually triggered, and to see if they're actually you know, if there is biologically yeah, similar, you yeah, mean? you know, or, or psychologically similar, like, is there a crossover in the, all the same me uh, psychological mechanisms that are being fired when you're doing these? Or is there a crossover more with the two? Oh, well, yeah. I, I, when I say biological, I mean, like, it's your brain. So it's technically biology. Every, yeah, you know? Biology is psychology but, is, is everything. But um, anyway, now on to the domino effects falling, because as you know, uh, Without that sort of evidence, um, it looks like the UK and the EU and the US have all decided to come together to... 
basically form a international gambling commission whose uh, concern <laughs> is over the blurred line between gambling and video games. And it's almost like someone on a real on the best damn podcast in the gaming industry, trademark, 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 had said at one point. Hey, gaming industry, if you do not fucking self-regulate, the EU does not fuck around. You're going to get one country, which will turn into two, which will turn into three, which will turn into the EU. And now we had actually, funny enough, it looks like the EU, uh, the UK, and the Washington State Gambling Commission. In January, Lilo and I had covered in an episode how Washington State had tried bringing up legislation from a yeah. state senator on I do remember that. regulating loot boxes. And so now that they're all coming together, it looks like they're going to try to come up with a solution. And if we're being honest, I think the gaming companies are in trouble. And I don't think there is any sort of moral reason that any of these governments are jumping in to do this. I think very simply put, you have, um, they didn't pay the right guy. You know, you got to pay the tax man, you know? Wait, where is it at? Hit me with the change, hit me with the change. Pa 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 pa. They didn't pay the right man. EU and the US are like, yo, gaming companies, you're doing gambling. And they're like, yeah, but you know, well, you know how it goes. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we do. Fucking pay us. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't got to pay you. I don't see any laws on the books. And they were like, oh, well, fuck you. Here's the laws on the books. Yeah. Now pay us. And once they start getting paid, everything will be fine. Because if you want to, it's like the mob. It's like the mob. If you want to gamble, if you're trying to make a drug deal, you're trying to make profit in someone else's territory. Like, you try to gamble. Look at what happened to DraftKings. Look at it, you know. Hey, it's coming back, though, in all fairness. Because and loot boxes that, will, too, really? once they pay the right man. I said it then, too. Pay the right man. Uh, or woman. That's the first time I've heard pay the right person. But at the same time, I was actually wondering, with all these findings and you're talking about domino effect do you think loot boxes would ever go away i don't think microtransactions will ever go away um, do you think loot boxes will go away no and it no, seems like from I, what you just said no, no i just i just i, I think, just they, think they have to be a bit more transparent like I, just disclose the odds like there's very small steps they could make to be like okay that's fair it's the same way i used to feel about pokemon go when it first came out i was like why does part of me feel like in order to catch a certain type of Pokemon, you had to have swiped a certain number of Pokestops in a row. And that meant that you had to have your phone open and off Wi-Fi and on, you know, data consumption in the streets for a certain amount of time. So did they have a deal in the antic with like Verizon to be like, yo, if we get if we get you or we've talked about this I on think the you're show. Drawing, you know you're drawing random conclusions, but I understand what you're getting at. I, I mean it's it's how, it's, it's, how, it's, how, it's a similar analogy as to who who benefits. I, I would say Pokeballs is the more likely scenario. You had to swipe like well, seven I, I, to I, get I, I a just, fucking like Onyx and I, like four to get I just else. mean that at a certain degree, I'm sure Verizon saw the bump in their data consumed because of this and they're like yo keep doing it and you know or fortnite for i mean fortnite's not as limited uh, or or, or is not as 
required to walk around and be on data. Yeah, you know? right. You, you so, can literally just sit. I'm in a, I'm, it's not conspiracy theory, theorizing. It's just sort of like, hey, there's a lot of people that would benefit from that. But, you know. It's just conspiracy theorizing. And I you get know, it. It, it, it is, is what it is. Everyone who gets paid is happy. Once we start getting paid with them, we'll be like, huh, you guys are crazy. You're being conspiracy theorists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're trying to deny, <laughs> deny, deny. Yo, if, if you want to talk about who's getting paid, well, Twitch is definitely fucking getting paid. And they're getting paid because Riot Games has just agreed to a deal to talk about co-streaming for the NALCS, which is the League Championship Series. That's coming up very, very soon, the regional qualifiers. So Riot Games is going to allow Twitch broadcasters to co-stream the upcoming North American League Championships. And uh, yeah, they're allowed to rebroadcast the matches with their own live commentary if they choose to. And... I guess in this article from Esports Observer, uh, they're talking about how Riot Games was looking at the one and only Ninja and how he and Epic Games got into uh, this co-streaming deal, and both Riot, sorry, both Epic Games and uh, Ninja benefited greatly because his average stream count, or his average viewership rather, was in the mid 300,000s for the entirety of the event. And now Riot is jumping on board because they understand this is free PR, man. You're taking these individuals, these personalities who have so much clout and you're allowing them to give you free publicity in terms of just getting your information out there. Like they're still gonna make money because they're still gonna get money from Twitch and they're still gonna make money from all these players. It's just insane how they're trying to do this content partner program and they're working with Twitch to uh, pull it off. I think it's fucking brilliant. It's definitely a smart move, smart move. And I fully expect that like, this is the type of move that'll keep you relevant, especially if you make sure that all those content creators just advertise your content. But uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know how Ninja is slowly, like anybody's gonna get burnt out playing the same game for 12 hours a day for like six months straight. He started playing COD, the COD beta. I 100% know that viewership is gonna decline in Fortnite and the popularity of Fortnite is gonna decline because of that well, personality. He, he, and I one, don't- One, sorry to interrupt you. He, he's on the cover of ESPN, the magazine, this month. And see? he has yeah. a quote that he'd be number one in any game he played, which basically, which is similar to exactly what you're saying, which is like, you know, the people, these got, these, these streamers are trying to break out of from, like, that's their launching platform. They don't want to be like, mm-hmm. I'm associated with this forever. They want to sort of pivot into more industries become a household Unless there's brand. a deal in place. I was, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I totally understand. And he is going to be a household brand. He's already going, he's going to move over to COD yeah. for sure. I think that's what he's going to be playing because it's new and it's fun and it's easy Anything on him and it's Anything that's new, he'll be there and he'll have a bunch of six-year-old fucking suburban kids that love him. Yeah, and absolutely. And he'll teach and them but- to not say bad words. True. And I don't think, we already talked about this at length, but I don't think he's a bad role model, but my point is, is that still have to cuss Riot records. doing this, <laughs> shut up, Riot to uh, co-pilot with, or to co-stream with NALCS is a move, and I think the next logical move is to sign 
signed content, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, signed streamers specifically to only broadcast your content. The way that fucking Blizzard and Overwatch League doesn't allow you to stream Overwatch shit if you're in the league. Other people are going to sign them so that you only stream their shit. And it's just going to go back and forth between... Yeah, well, essentially, I mean, it, it, it's going to be news newscasters. You're going to be a PR newscaster or a streamer well, it, for just that one particular product. It's just, I think that's what it's, it's just come very down curious to. because it, it, it's a dynamic that's never been really there before in professional. Which, by the way, everyone, sorry for this episode running over, but and being longer than you expected. But fuck it, it's episode fifty. Dude, it's a half century. Uh, exactly. Right? Same, you same, same, same time. Fuck it. We're just rolling with it because I was going to cut some articles, but I don't feel like it. And. We're just going to keep talking about this. Um, I, I think it makes sense. Uh, I think that, um, you know, they need to start diversifying the way that they're going to get their, their revenue because this is something we've talked about where for the last year, you know, we, 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 we saw like a, a weird rise in his, in, in, in Ninja's trajectory. You know, I remember it might have been like, January, March, or the early days of Fortnite's launch. And I, I remember on this show, you got any listener can go back and find it. And I was like, hey, I found this streamer named Ninja. I really like him. He's really positive, surprisingly. I'm surprisingly enjoying watching him. And to see now where there's a sort of face of the sort of, or the, the, the sport itself rather than sort of, or, or rather the, the field as a whole rather than just Fortnite. Right. But it's a... Uh, the face of the face genre. Face of the genre. That's a good way to describe it. But it's weird because... Kind of yeah. Actually, he's a good face because he was a former professional as well. So he, he's had experience on Dude, both he's sides. he's good. So he's it's not to say good. that he can't... So I, I got nothing against him. But Will Smith's still got a custom sale record. But anyway, <laughs> I just keep slipping that in. Um, I think... Twitch needs to, especially because Twitch has a lot of competition coming up. And, you know, we, I think, covered on the show last week, we might not have that caffeine, yeah, caffeine. getting $100 million from yeah. uh, Disney because it is 21st Century Fox. But if you are not familiar, 21st Century Fox was bought by Disney. And so its assets yeah. are owned. But uh, depending on whose name you use, uh, people believe one thing that, but anyway, so you have you know that you have Discord launching their own games market. You have Steam trying to get it to Steam TV. You know, so competition's coming up everywhere, and I just think Riot's making a smart move. I I, I definitely think so. Um, Overwatch learned to do the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I totally agree. I think it's the next move. You should allow your players to fucking stream the yeah. game so they actually enjoy it instead because of have it be work. You'll, as you'll find out you know? in a uh, interview series, this actually uh, is related because uh, for our namesake interview series, uh, uh, the girl that I spoke with uh, is a player of Overwatch, and I was talking to her about that exact thing, which is converting players into viewers and what would be required. So... Figure it out, Overwatch, because you sure as shit ain't doing it now. Anyway, next up, speaking of competition, it looks like YouTube gaming is going to disappear in its current form. Clickbait headline. Bah, bah, bah. Um, <laughs> so basically, it's just shifting nice. over to the main hub of YouTube because 
should have done that. Yeah, I was ago. just going to say. I was like, well, should have done that shit years. Congratulations! Ago. For some reason, you had thought that you should spin those two things out rather than just sort of use it. Whatever. I don't know what to say, but obviously YouTube sees that they have the perfect platform to compete, but they don't because no one really likes YouTube anymore. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. I definitely like YouTube. Give me a movie trailer. Creator man. payment service model. You know, the, it's a. There are streamers that make a shit ton oh, of money. I'm sure. I'm sure. But mo- most of them are on. Uh, they, they vary. They vary. But. this The separate. I think the point is the separate gaming hub where, like, people were literally watching gaming content on YouTube proper instead of on YouTube gaming. Why the fuck did you have something separate? And I think it's because they didn't believe in gaming at first, but then all of a sudden, guess what? ESPN puts Ninja on the cover, and they Fortnite is making all this money, and Tencent is trying to invest in every gaming enterprise that there ever existed, right? Like, so many moves are being made in the gaming industry that YouTube's like... Let's just make our whole channel bigger because you can find it all in one place. That's the whole point of it anyway. You could literally find any topic you want to watch a and video And how on. funny is it that the disruptors are often the ones that end up then being disrupted because they misread the market on the second move. So no cable company saw what YouTube was doing. YouTube did not see what Twitch was doing. There's always right? blind spots. So whoever's ahead of us in this here industry... Just kidding, because we're top two. We got that We're niche. top two and we're not two. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of shit I wish talking. I had the sound a lot cue. of shit talking for episode just saying, 50. Well, we got, we got to throw the gauntlet down. It generates uh, publicity. I was going to say, whatever you just said, I'm just like, I'm replaying fucking Will Ferrell's line in... In uh, what is it? Skates of Fury or oh, Skates blades, of Glory blades, or whatever? Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory, yeah. Blades of Glory. What does that even mean? And you're gonna be like, it's provocative, bro. It gets like, people going. <laughs> going, yeah. It's like, oh my god. All I know is, oh you know god. what this podcast needs more of? It needs more cowbell. Ding 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 ding. ding. All right. All right, let's talk about Cowbell, and this is something that I want to bring up because I know you're going to be super pissed about it, and it's just really funny. And but, uh, unsurprised. New news. Unsurprised, like we talked about gaming's games adapting to the market. Well, your one and only favorite franchise is adapting to the market in that Halo Infinite will have microtransactions. That's really the headline, but it also includes PC anti-cheat tech, which shouldn't be a surprise. I think every game should have anti-cheat tech, <laughs> even though that's kind of ridiculous. That like It's weird that I have to call that out specifically, but the bigger headline, microtransactions. Halo, did you ever think it was going to happen? 343 is clearly, quote-unquote, as Treyarch would do, adapting to the market, and they're trying to get that money. Um Halo has Halo Infinite is being touted as Halo 6, and that's exactly what 343 is trying to advertise it as, and they're saying it's Halo 6 proper, but yeah, they're including the one thing that we despise in this world right now, and they're saying we're going to include microtransactions so that, you know, our fans can come back and play and enjoy more. It's going to be a feature that does not affect gameplay and will be... Probably cosmetic, I guess. Yeah, but I think at one point that argument needs to die as well, which is cosmetics is almost inherent to a game at a certain degree where, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you... Hey, it's just... I think they should say it does not affect gameplay, online gameplay performance. But not to say it's not part of the game. Because... That's just semantics then, right? It's it's not affecting the game online gameplay performance, but yeah, it's going to affect your visuals if you want to look pretty or you want a certain color or a chrome feel skin good, or bro. something. Yeah, I mean, look good, play good. That's how people... That's how you do. Yeah. Obviously. Um I just think it's uh, really funny. I'm a little sad to hear that that is the case. I think, although we are not old enough that like we can't evolve with the market, it's just it's frustrating that every game I fucking play now has additional content that you have to pay extra for, and additional things coming out, and additional money not that me. I'm gonna pull out my pocket, and like all this stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we don't do no, no, it. No, I'm saying I bought it's God just... of War and I beat it. And that was a one-time purchase. Oh, I right, bought right. Spider-Man 4, about to beat it, and then be done with it. That is I'm DLC, though, I, I, I don't plan out. to play it. Like I said, we had this. Exactly. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 3, Red Dead 2, done. And Everyone. We're playing proper single-player games, though. Those are great fucking games. Multiplayer games, it's just like, it's so frustrating. Well, you know. It's just, I wish I, I had I do. I did it hurt me to see that Halo 6 would potentially have microtransactions yes it absolutely did but it's so 2018 it made me think of a, a like an article clip but it was like Eminem I don't know you guys everyone here I don't know if you guys are hip hop fans but you should be if you're listening to this show when Eminem dissed MGK Joe Budden podcast yeah. Yeah, Joe Budden podcast had one question he's like yo did you ever think you would have you would have you would hear Eminem dissing pot uh dissing academics and they were just like 2018 man and I was like yeah it yeah, sounds about right and that's what th- wait, wait wait just not to get off topic but dissing academics the DJ academics the guy who was on everyday struggle with Joe Biden oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant academics in general no. I was like he definitely didn't diss academics no no like but, uh, DJ yeah, academics who was on everyday struggle with Joe Biden which was a show on complex where they talked about hip hop um and it was just pretty funny because it uh new, new times, times. Time, time to change it, and that's where it comes. In. And that's all. And the, and it, I know it seems like a random. I always make these random comparative analogies, but it just made me think of like, well, shit, times have caught up, you know. Yeah, times yeah, caught up. Yeah, that's it. You. That thing from your childhood has it's, met the curve. You say it's caught up. It's just like. Yeah, that's it. It's caught up. We're never gonna be caught. We're never but gonna be caught it, it, it up. It is though. because like, like, like it's like this, right? We have these things from our childhood that was pure that we loved, and I saw like this funny meme. It was like, "Don't did you see the don't hurt me hurt me during sex uh, tweets?" It was like hurt me. It was on Twitter on no. Twitter. So it was like a joke. So it was like hurt me du- like during sex hurt me. Halo th- uh, Halo will never be Halo will never make another good game. Wait, I didn't mean like that. Halo 3 came out in 2007 when you were just, it was just like shitting, it was just like supposed to be a funny thing, but it made me think of that too, to be like, so we had this thing, Halo 1, 2, and 3, any gamer from our generation, that shit is like cut cut in stone one of the important foundations of your gaming life. And so 
if right. you have that shared experience, we're all like, yo, Halo. We're like the old heads of like, you know, hip hop. We're like the old heads of gaming. We're like, yo, Halo, man. No one's gonna beat Halo. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, how do you think those people who were in around the eighties for the gaming I'm, boom I'm, then? It's the same, same shit. Pinball machines. Yeah, yo, exactly. remember waiting in line to play pinball for exactly. a quarter? And you're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Who do Halo? Who do something? So like, like, am I gonna be upset? Like, fuck yeah, but at the same time, that's what I mean by caught up because now this current thing that we could look at as adults and sort of judge through like a, an objective criteria and lens um, and be like, oh wow, they put microtransactions in here like this, that's so silly, to then take it from our, you know what I mean? That it's corrupting. We do. I think we just have more experience. We have a longer history of gaming, and that's why we can see the evolution. Whereas kids nowadays are going to look back at this shit and be like, oh, yeah, that was before VR came out. And, like, all this shit. And, like, we had to do... It's just corrupted now. Like you said. The thing, the the pure things from our childhood, the pure IP from our childhood... That was really fun. Is now sort of being monetized, and when when something gets monetized, it always gets gutted. That I agree. And with. so uh, that I understand where you're talking talking about. Like, yes, our games from our childhood yeah. caught up. RIPs yeah. from our childhood, not necessarily R. I. P. The games. Our games in the childhood are going to stay there. RIP yeah. to our childhoods, and let's I live up. Let's live up to our adulthood, which is basically I, re- I read the ba- I read my favorite thing a lot, but maybe this won't be. Actually, I'm not going to say it because it might be offensive to some of you. Um, actually, I'm going <laughs> to say it anyway before we jump into our final story. Um, if you don't have kids, 30s is just your 20s, but with money. Can the chorus Can Ooh. the chorus say Amen? Amen. Anyway, let's that's now a, let's now move into let's follow that up. Oh wait, that is a Hadouken. Let me let me pause, find the cue. Let's hit this proper. Hadouken. Oh, anyway, I, I forgot. I just keep this on loop, baby. So let it run. And let's follow up that hopeful note, that hopeful piece of information with more hopeful news. And that is a little Easter egg that was found in said Spider-Man game, which I am in sort of a hurry to play. So if I sound like I'm in a rush when we're talking about Nintendo, it's because I don't give a shit. And Nintendo's a no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it is uh, actually found by a Twitter user. Uh, no, one of the senior editors over at Game Informer West Coast, Imran Khan, uh, who found a little tweet in Spider-Man 4 that uh, mentioned a upcoming game that was going to be announced um, for release. Jesus Christ, get I'm to try, the point, I'm, try, I'm trying to read this. <laughs> I, I need my glasses. Hey, did you hear that? Oh, my Here God. We go. IG Talk about times Bro, changing. You fucking need you know, glasses do you know, for sure. Do you know how much fucking longer it takes when you jump in? To fucking not let me finish the sentence than it does to let me just... You take, you for, cut, you take you so long You have to understand anyway. it by cutting in. Now you've turned this all the way into a two-minute circle that you then complain nope. about. You could just... What's the game? I'm trying to... No, what I said it? it was a Spider-Man, but I have to see who it was. The head of Insomniac Games tweeted, Hey, did you hear that Insomniac Games is announcing a new game next week? This wasn't on Twitter. This was inside the Spider-Man game. And that was found on a screenshot. We don't know what game it is. It's only speculations. But uh, I think, and most of, some of the internet, I assume, believe it's going to be Sunset Overdrive 2. 
because PlayStation has uh, an upcoming event this week, uh, the TGS, uh, Tokyo Game Show, and that should be pretty interesting. That's what we'll be covering we that next will. week. We will, and that's where it's set to be announced. I'm a little nervous that it could just be like the Last of Us 2 gameplay type shit, but if Insomniac pulls a game out of the bag like that coming off of Spider-Man, all hail Insomniac. Maybe They'd be popping. Pop I agree. They'd be popping. Whew. Yeah. That took... Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank God. Yo, we're an hour running right now. This is impressive. Quick scope was not quick. And thank you, viewers, for sticking yeah. with us. Uh, basically, we should just skip our final app. <laughs> we should make it a fun. I, I, we can do we'll that. Make like we can just do a name like interview and just like roll with we'll it. We'll make a five-minute one. I'll just make this one quick. This is a quick solo recommendation. If you go to helixchamber.com slash media slash capsule monsters you'll find the recently digitalized and restored documents that served as the initial pitch for uh pokemon that nintendo received um it's pretty awesome fully worth checking out it's sort of like now that gaming is hitting a certain age you have a sort of semi-museum of historical artifacts that are of mm-hmm. super interest and curiosity to fans you know Initially, when you saw it, you loved it. It's super cool. Check it out. It's fucking dope. Dude, it's, it directly affects us, and it's probably one of the first things that it does. And then couple that with, like, it's a nostalgia bomb. You're like, holy shit, this is what started off my childhood. This is literally the first steps in that process. And then you wonder what's happening right now that's going to start off the next generation's childhood and what's going to happen there. Fucking exactly. awesome. Exactly. Fucking awesome. But that was just a, a quick little drop there. And now let's move into a little something that we are going to be calling the namesake interview series. Uh, we were going to call it People Like Games, but but actually that's self-evident. If you don't get it, we're not going to explain it. Anyway, uh, so we wanted to just talk to anyone, uh, men, women, boys, girls, children, animals, precocious toddlers um, oh, about goodness. games and why they love it and how they got into it and their memories of it literally just what their stories are and how gaming informs their lives or their personalities or something of that nature uh, it'll be a little bit in the humans of New York mold if you're not familiar where we'll introduce a person, it'll be up to them whether to choose their name, their age, their city, state, country of residence, uh, and then we'll just sort of jump into it with a list of uh, questions. Right now we have about four or five uh, that we have sort of established as a mold, and we're going to obviously be open to changing that and evolving as we find better questions or what, or if the users, which check out people like games subreddit r backslash people like games tomorrow to be able to see a list of those questions and if users have better ones we'll, you know we'll incorporate or whatnot and you know we also want to interview you so hit us up on twitter at people like games as we said over on reddit whatever the case is hit us up on the shows wherever because we want listeners to be part of the show and on the show and even though we're once a week, hopefully we'll start being able to do this maybe three times a week, 
more whatever the case is moving forward just so you guys this is the community so you guys can hear you and we can learn about you too because i'll be honest i don't want to hear that much more of lilo i love to hear myself though (laughs) but (laughs) that was killing do you have anything to add to that i think you covered all the bases it's just the when we started this whole podcast we knew that the way to make it special was to involve the community at large and streamers is very streaming is very unilateral i think there's a lot of people that like you don't get your name you don't get to hear your voice you don't get like you can type things and you behind a user id is just we want to hear your voice as you speak about it we want to hear tone is very important when you're talking about something like it doesn't come through text it's important to but hear if that you shit. want to do it through and text also happy to but also yeah but, it's perfectly fine but, we'll yeah. read your stories out sh- to the community. But, yeah it's just, like you said if you're a streamer with one goddamn follower doesn't matter we are open to share our platform with anyone who loves gaming yeah uh, in a pure yep. way and so uh without much further ado, uh, our first rendition of uh, the namesake interview series. Uh, we shall be introducing a sound clip and a little bit of music, etc. But here it is. All right. My name is Janari. I am 23 years old and I live in New York. And Janari, welcome to... People like games. And welcome to being our first ever interview. So, as, Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't realize that. Okay. You are the launch interview for our 50th episode. Uh, so the stakes are high, so you better... You, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, uh, you, know, you know, just be natural. And, uh, you know, let's uh, jump into a couple of the questions we have here, starting with... How did you start gaming, or what's the first game that you remember playing? All right, so I didn't quite start gaming um, until maybe sometime in my teens, but I have been involved with gaming a lot. Um, back when, let's I'd say maybe when I was around second grade, I would be over at my friend's house a lot, and they had the Nintendo 64. And that's when I knew that I wanted to start playing games. But given my family situation, I couldn't afford even like a Game Boy or anything like that. So I would mostly just like watch my friends play and then hopefully they give me a turn to play. And um, I think my first game would have to be on the Nintendo DS. It all comes back to Nintendo. And it would (laughs) have always and it would have to be. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, it was some Mario game that came out. It's always, honestly, people really undervalue the importance of Nintendo to childhood. It's like as important as Disney characters and sort of interesting. And that element, every kid had a Game Boy at one point or another. So that's interesting. So then what was, so this is going to go off script a little bit, but what was then the first console you bought for yourself for that, you know, would your, when your situation changed or if it changed that you were yeah. able to become mm-hmm. more actively involved? So the first console would have to be, um, trying to remember technically the first console I ever bought for myself 
really was the Xbox 360. Nice. Of course. So yeah, yeah, the Xbox 360 because it was mostly for an investment for me and my brother, but my brother played more of it than I did because I was just vaguely interested in that. Um, but if we were doing like kind of like technicalities, my first first console would have to be um, I forgot what it's called. They remade it for Nintendo. It's where you used to play like this Super Mario game, and it has all these other games. Um, oh man, Super Nintendo. I- Super Nintendo. I think that's what it was. It's this little like gray thing you can buy at Target. Oh, the uh, yeah, those are like virtual uh, like emulator consoles. So I, I know. Yeah, yeah. So that was technically my first first one because somebody felt really bad for me, and they're like, she really wants to start playing these games, so they bought it for me for that. And then I think I lost it at some process. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's a. I guess that happened. It happened. So then now you bought an Xbox 360. So of the new generation of consoles, which is your favorite or which do you have? A favorite console? Well, right now it has to be my Xbox One, but I've been very much interested in getting also a PS4. Yeah. PS. Uh, as someone who used to be an Xbox person, but now is firmly in the PlayStation camp, uh, I, I'd suggest it. I say, flip your Xbox and get a PlayStation. Honestly, they should do a deal like that. That would be super petty. Be like, trade in your Xbox and get a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hire me, hire me, Sony. But anyway, then moving on to from consoles, what is your favorite game of all time? All right, so I'm quite an undecisive person, so I kind of have two games, That's and fine. one of them is the Walking Dead series particularly the first installment with Lee's playthrough. The Telltale Uh, games? Yeah, the Telltale games. Nice, nice. And Overwatch. Overwatch, I'm playing that like 24-7. I love that game to pieces. Who do you main with? Oh, man. So my main so far is Soldier 76, um, Tracer, D.Va, and I play and I dabble a little bit in Reaper. Well, check out the app over Sumo for your phone. Oh, uh, yes. I actually have the app, yeah. too. Yeah, we're trying to get the Dojo Madness people on the show. Should have them on uh, pretty soon for an interview. But, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, that's funny to me. I was very heavily into Overwatch and then then I'm not. So do you do you happen to watch the Overwatch League? Uh, yes, I have watched, uh, especially when it came out on television, which was a surprise to me. I just turned on the television and it was like right on there. So I was like, oh, why not? Um, I was, yeah, I was very much into it, but then I kind of got out of it because like just watching sports on itself, it's like an in and out kind of thing. So to you, it's very similar to like the same way you would feel watching sports. It doesn't feel unique. Oh, well, it's definitely unique in the sense that it's gaming. So I was aside, able to get into that, more. It, yeah, exactly. Like to, so for me, like the way I look at it is that because if you watch a sport, I'm never going to be, say, a professional football player. It doesn't really affect my life. But in the case of, you know, gaming, which you see in the Overwatch League, you could potentially use for yourself when playing Overwatch. And so, um, yeah. More. Especially watching professionals play and seeing how they view the game and how they would do it exactly. kind of influences me of like, maybe I can try that strategy out. Do you support a team or just a passing 
interest because you happen to be a player because we've talked a lot on the show about having mm-hmm. to convert players into viewers and like are you like oh yeah i rep the new york team or is it just like i'll watch it if it's on uh it's more of a passing so far i haven't had like a team yet interesting that's a yeah because i'm always curious about that i'm just interested in what makes someone a fan do you think uh do you play as much as you normally would or do you find yourself to have have any meta changes decreased how much you play would be my question or is it just when you get time you'll play because you like the game it's when i get time i like to play i don't really care about like the whole not that i don't care i actually do quite care about the whole meta changes and stuff like that but it yeah life (laughs) is life um given that i am still in college that also influences how much i can play and how much i don't what is it that you are studying uh right now i'm studying mathematics nice that is a wonderful thing to hear because if you had said something in liberal arts i would have had to make fun of you but (laughs) you're smart and used a technical degree so bully for you have you ever thought about getting into the gaming industry or is it more have i ever thought uh it's uh, my math has always been my life so i've it's always been a focus of mine but i've always been somewhat interested in the gaming industry but industry but i wasn't too much into it it's just like a passing for me to just like play games and then just be like doing math on the side favorite mathematician of all time and why favorite mathematician that is a hard question because there are many. <laughs> like, I literally, you could name anyone. You could make up a name, and I'd be like, yes, absolutely. Huge contributions to the field. But actually, who is it? One or two. Like, you know, who, who pops to mind? Because, like, I have scientists that I look up to to say, like, you know, say Claude Shannon is one that I look up to and that, that I pop into my mind when someone brings up, you know, engineering or science or math. Instead of Einstein, who's a personal person, who do you root for? Uh, who, who gets you as a man? Who gets me? I know there's one. Um, let me see. I think there's definitely one where it's more of like not like who gets me under my skin because just the way that they I'm like reading their proofs and just like how I have to figure out using the proofs and like solving these things both in my college courses. It has to be. Um, Lagrange. Lagrange. I don't. Yeah, it's like this French mathematician, and Lagrange is the only. I just all remember is the Lagrange theorem, and it's like the <laughs> worst thing because I can't get it. Uh, it's funny because the first thing I found was he made significant contributions, and I love that phrase. You could use that for anything. I'm gonna use that. Mm-hmm. What is it about his proof that gets under your skin? Is it the fact that it's messy or clean? I'd have to say that's that's a pretty good question, actually. Um, just something along the line. I guess you could say it's somewhat messy, mm. especially but, since sometimes my professors themselves has a hard time defining it to me as they're teaching it to me. Yeah, it's sort of elusive, but if you see it, you get it sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. So now we know. For you folks that don't know, Joseph Louis Lagrange, you have to be sophisticated mathematicians like me and January to understand that. Not Lilo. <laughs> He's a bit of an idiot. That's my co-host. <laughs> but 
he is not here to defend himself, so what can he do? Anyway, on to the uh, back half of the questions here. What is one piece of literature or animated series that you would love to see made into a game? Uh, okay, so this is a little bit of the weeb in me, but I definitely, I also read the light novel. It's called Howl's Moving Castle. Mm. And if I've they made it. that, yeah, if they made that into um, just some kind of like a, the way like and Skyrim it, is. I mean, I love Miyazaki, so I still, totally know where you're going uh, so. Yes. If they made like a kind of like a Skyrim version of that game where you can interact with people and just do stuff that I think that would be so cool. Space pirating was. Yeah, I agree. It is. That would be a beautiful one. That is very interesting because do you have you ever heard of a game called Okami? Yes, yes. I definitely heard of it. Haven't seen much playthroughs for but it. It just has a similar the fact that the Miyazaki movies have like a, a distinct aesthetic. It tries to mirror because all gaming sort of has like a digitally refined gaming aesthetic, sort of like oh, you know, mm-hmm. there's sort of a similarity. So when you see someone do something like cell shading where you get, you know, Wind Waker, Zelda. Yeah, art style. So like when you see that, it sort of becomes out of the norm. A Miyazaki film would be sort of like a water painting of a game, which would be interesting as well and has not been done before. So that's a great answer. We're going to give that a uh, worthy, worthy of a of a, a rollout, worthy of a rollout. Amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. And then I guess we'll just sort of. Uh, finish up here with what is your most sentimental memory that has video games involved okay so i think my most sentimental memory has to be the ending for the walking dead series with lee's ending i don't know how much i want to get into detail with that if i don't want i mean it's already been a couple of years (laughs) that that ending is aired as someone who has only watched six episodes of the walking dead and by that, I mean the first season. I can't comment, but feel free to disclose because there might be people who are listening that know the deal. So tell us why. Why did, why did that strike you as sentimental? So for me, the fact that you go throughout this whole playthrough as being Lee the character and you have this other character named Clementine that he's been protecting and just like... Everything it's just between those two characters, their chemistry and like his like I guess father figure towards Clementine. And then at the end where they just basically kind of killed him off. Not really killed him off, but like he died in like a really romantic but also very sad way. And it just it hits me that like you just watch this and then all of a sudden you see that connection between those two characters have to break off and basically the hardest decision that Clementine has to do that you have to pick as a player. And then after that, just, it was just like the the really consequences. Mm -hmm. After that, it's just like, it's from there. I cried like a baby. It was such a good ending. And now it's time for... Oh, yes, that's right. We need a better sound clip, but that doesn't matter. That's right. It's the final lap. And like we had mentioned, on the top of the hour and a half, because we're running long today, and we don't give a fuck, because it's episode 50, and so this is like our six-minute freestyle. 
We're just going to keep going. And you'll be like, damn, when's the hook? Well, no fucking hook on this one, baby. No hook. The whole thing's a hook. No, the whole thing's, the whole thing's are, a verse. You just put it on, keep it on repeat. No, the whole thing's a verse. We, got, we just got one long freestyle going here. This is a freestyle. <laughs> Half Century Freestyle is going to be the name of the episode. Boom. There we go. Half Century Freestyle. Um, that, that, that's it. I'm literally writing this down right now. And when you guys hear this, you'll be like, oh, shit. No, you won't. It's like the Family Guy scene when they're like, I love when they say the name of a movie in the movie. Oh, he said the name. <laughs> he said the name. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what it but is. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk uh, a little bit about the Nintendo Direct that came out. Uh, there was a lot announced, and there was a lot announced, maybe more than was probably required by Nintendo to be announced publicly, but um, that also is uh, the case of the Nintendo online service, which launched yesterday, um, I guess today for us because of right now when we're recording, but yesterday for those of you listening, and it... Uh, it, it is not getting the hottest of reviews. So before we get into the negatives, let's uh, pull it back and kick it over to Wewo and talk about the games because there was a lot announced. So what what excited you? What interests you? What did not even register on your radar? Uh, all right. So there's a lot to digest. Nintendo Direct in a lot of people's opinions just they laid open their fucking hand it's like in cards or if you're playing poker it's putting your hand down and just showing everybody what's coming up for the next year and that included all these games that people wanted to hear people were like yo where are the indie games that you're gonna be playing what are the indie games that are coming out what new big titles are coming out and i'm just gonna list them off as i see them going through Nintendo Direct, all right? So, obviously, as you know, they covered Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That is their the biggest game coming out for them this fall and this winter. Um, they've added a new character. Animal Crossing's Isabelle is going to join Super Smash Ultimate. So, for any fans of Animal Crossing, guess what? That's big news. It's coming in there. You got new updates for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, you have Animal Crossing coming out on Switch, which is just funny because... They added Isabelle to Super Smash, but they're also coming out with the new Animal Crossing for Switch. So that's pretty cool. You've got Luigi's Mansion 3. Got a game called The Town, which I don't have any more details on, to be honest, but it's coming out. Uh, so with all these name, all these big titles, they're announcing all these bundles. So one of the things they wanted to let you know is that you can buy the Switch with Super Smash. Or you can buy the Switch with the Pokemon games. And it's going to be selling for 360 peeps. And, I mean, that's not anything new. Most consoles will package deals. But Nintendo was saying that these Switches will be cooler. You'll have special fucking Wiimotes. And I think that's the coolest thing about it. The the Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu has one brown controller and one yellow controller. Eevee is brown. Pikachu's yellow. If you didn't get that, fucking... Go look at it. You'll understand. <laughs> There's going to be a new Kirby game called Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn coming out. Yoshi's Crafted World. You're going to have Armello, Siegecraft Commander, Civ 
six, which is actually kind of fucking sweet. If you're talking about a game that I was actually excited about, Civilization is a strategy game, a fucking long-ass strategy game that predominantly has been held on PC and on Steam. And it's coming out for the Switch, which is mobile, which means I can actually play my friends and I'll understand what the fuck's going on. And you'll have more time. It's it's annoying to sit in front of your computer for hours playing this fucking game when you can just sit on the couch and watch TV while also planning your moves for the future. So that's actually fucking sweet. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the remastered edition is coming out on the Switch. Katamari Damacy Reroll is coming out on the Switch. Synaptic Drive, as well as Lifeless Planet, the premiere edition, Assault and Sanctuary, and iZombie are all indie games coming out for the Switch. I just said a mouthful. That was 20 games, right? There's 20 things that they reveal are coming out in the next year. And holy shit. Like, Nothing fuck, still in one stands episode, out. One 30-minute episode. still stands out. I mean, Smash you already knew about because yep. I was alone. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, already that, we already knew that. about that. Animal Crossing is like an indie-ish game. That's fine. Luigi's Mansion 3 probably got the most reception because people were like, I love Luigi's Mansion. That was on yeah. last on uh, yeah. Wii and stuff like that. So, no, I think it was, it was know, last on GameCube. That. I remember it starting on GameCube. I don't I remember. Don't, Look, I don't, let me just remember. Luigi's Mansion 2. I, I, I think it was on the second one, I'll be frankly honest. Yeah. Um, still, I guess it's awesome that they're revealing all this shit. Oh, it came out on DS. That's why. That's it came why. out on DS. That's yeah. why we didn't hear about it. Yep. But it's almost like too much. And you have to wonder. And it's just something that you thought and something that I thought. It's like, is Nintendo revealing too much? There's people who are afraid, you know, Solo would rant at length about how Nintendo is not like after these two name two games that we played essentially being Odyssey and uh Breath of the Wild there's nothing else that you really want to play right yeah well this is how they tried to combat that but at the same time it almost dug them in a hole I, I, right because they don't normally I do just think same. it hurts them more because like they have announced everything and it's still nothing that will serve to get new people so say you have it's not like a console again, seller like you have you have between between spider-man or red dead or ghost of tsushima or all these other games you have games that either appeal to people who are in the market or to someone else who's on the fence who would be interested in jumping into gaming so it's like if i have mario why would i get luigi I'm not, there's no person in the world is going to be, oh shit, Luigi's Mansion 3, gotta buy the Switch, you know? And for Smash, it might get, a, <laughs> it's, it's tough. tough. And I just think that every time. It's like an opinion, you know? Everyone's got different tastes, so it might be better for kids. A lot of these games are definitely that's, designed that's for kids. That's where this is coming down to, where I think the Switch could be a pretty wonderful console, but it depends on who Nintendo decides their demographic is and who they dedicate right. to getting content. Because when it first started, it was like, oh shit, they're bringing some adult games in, they're getting, not like a, like adult, but like they're bringing some violent games in, they're putting some shooting ports. Like they brought- Dude, Dark Souls. Dark Souls, fucking, they brought like you know, a, Wolfenstein mature pretty game, early yeah. in as well, uh, the new one. And so it was like, oh shit, yeah. you're moving towards a more mature audience as well. A lot of people love the Switch. And then they just hit the brakes on that and it became like, you know, Nintendo Labo and kid game, games. kid game, kid game, kid game, kid game, kid game. Like I, go I to the eShop. Yeah. 
look at the top twenty games, and then go to PS4, and look at the, and look at, and then go to the PlayStation Store, and just take a screenshot of both, and tell me, in what even to the listeners, do the same thing. Top, go to the PlayStation Store. Look at the top 10 games, take a photo. Go to the Nintendo eShop, top 10 games, take a photo. And then put them next to each other. And tell me, what the fuck is Nintendo doing? And it's sure shit not doing enough to have a shitty rollout for something like its online service. Because it is the case where it's been free since the day I bought my Switch. And now, all of a sudden, I have the requirement to pay $20. But... I don't get anything different. I'm literally just getting the same exact service that I have now, but it'll cost money, and it's not. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Nothing changed except for what I'm getting for free now. I now pay money for. And you may get and saves. I may get saves, may or may not but... get saves. Now, that was the other big thing that Nintendo Direct was alluding to, and as you know, we already have strong opinions about this, as does a majority of the internet and Nintendo lovers out there. Like, we don't dislike Nintendo. We're just very upset with the stupid fucking moves that you're coming yeah. out. Uh, Nintendo Online Service launched on 9-18, okay, which was Monday, the week of the 18th, and dude, just, do you have the features? Do you want me to go through the features of what they're offering, what they're not offering, and the things they're doing? Like, just to give the listeners an overarching view of what the fuck my doing. money is on them either cutting the price or walking back the price within six months <clears throat> you think so i think they're going to expand features i don't think they'll cut the price i think 20 bucks is reasonable because that's how much it is now for a year 20 bucks is cheaper than every other competition i think that's the draw for them because they're like hey xbox is 60 yeah. bucks xbox live is 60 bucks PSN is 60 bucks a year. For kids, 20 bucks is reasonable for a year. Maybe. Hypothetically. It's Especially if the they're year? indie market heavy right now. 20 for the year. Yeah. Like, that's not I bad. Mean... I could buy three years for one year of any other service, which is sick. But it comes with these caveats. And let me just explain these caveats. So... The first of the caveats is that there's going to be data rights management as any game will have. However, data rights man- management means that for Nintendo, the fucking way they're managing their IP is that if you don't check in once a week for the NES service that they're utilizing and for the NES games you've downloaded, you will not be able to use them and you will need to re-download them. Essentially, sort of like re-up the subscription to that particular game, which is strange when you think about it. So you can only play the NES stuff online, meaning you have to download it through the cloud from them. Once it's on your console, you can play it. However, every single week, you are going to have to go back online so that the system can check in with your Switch to make sure that you're still paying for the online subscription. Once that's verified, you can why, continue why to play the game. Why aren't you fucking verified for the year that you pay up front? Isn't that, isn't, it's just, I don't understand why you need a weekly update or a weekly check-in for that kind of the shit. What are you doing, okay, so that's one of Makes Makes no sense. Figure Second, is that, like Solo was saying, when you get the Switch before today, before yesterday, whatever, whenever you listen to this, before the 18th, you can play online for free. You can play Splatoon for free. You can play fucking Mario Kart for free. Um, if you played anything else, like Mar- I play Tennis Aces against my brothers, guess what? You can play that for free. Now, you can't fucking play anybody at all unless you pay for the online membership. 
Is that crazy? No, it's just funny because in Nintendo Direct, when they were advertising this shit, they're like, guess what? This is all the things that you can do. You could already fucking do those. What do you mean? We could literally do that beforehand. And yes, it might have been out of the kindness of your heart, but like at the same time, don't advertise it as something special and unique when I was already able to do that. Okay? Second thing. Third thing, and the last thing really that is the most important is that cloud saves are a big part of console gaming. Like shit happens, your Xbox could break, your PlayStation could break, like your cat could knock over a glass of water that was on your counter and drop it on the Xbox and guess what, your shit's fried. But fortunately for you, you were connected to the internet because all these systems connect to Wi-Fi and you could save all of your shit. Nintendo allows that feature only if you pay for the online service, whereas Xbox, if you're wondering, you can save to the cloud without paying for Xbox Live, okay? Separately, they don't allow you cloud saves on all games. Every other system allows you cloud saving on every single game you play. Why? Because shit's gonna happen to the console where all the saves are, and guess what? You're gonna have to get a new console if you wanna play them, and then you can re-download from the cloud, no problem. Nintendo isn't gonna allow it on select games. And that's because they're trying to combat a fucking stupid reason. They're trying to combat yeah, cheating. We, we, uh, saying we, that we, we, we've discussed this with the, the modding. Basically, this all boils down to just one so stupid. simple thing. Nintendo is taking all the goodwill it had and Wii Uing it. So, um, let's hope that they don't fuck up a whole lot more of momentum of their own by getting in their own way. And lastly... Nintendo, we're going to end with there is a such thing as parental fucking controls so that you might be able to put voice chat onto your goddamn console instead of forcing your users to use mobile apps in order to talk with each other on a separate console and put some fucking headphone jacks on your goddamn controllers as well because otherwise it's not portable. If this continues, I'm just going to sell my Switch and become a PS4 fanboy. <laughs> I don't believe that. But at the same time, yeah, I understand. I'm just going to mod from. it out. Honestly, if this is if this so if the one thing, so if the one thing that happens that if you mod your Switch and put an emulator on it is that you it is that, no no shit. is that you can't go online well it's like well fuck it i'd rather be i'd rather play my switch and it's more likely to happen if i do that than if i right i'd rather be able to play all my my games single player than like fucking try to yeah, pay for like, service you know, if you could play poke have to register if every you week could anyway. play pokemon on your on your switch you take it everywhere but like, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I wish I could play this online, but like there's no online version anyway, and you wouldn't be playing a different game anyway. So it's like, fuck it, why not? And so lastly, Nintendo, I hope that um, the fact that you're getting a port for, or a remake or whatever the fuck you're calling it, the for Crystal Chronicles of Final Fantasy means that you yeah. might bring one and two day Kingdom Hearts over as ports because I'd be preaching that one. I'd be really down for that one. That'd be Square yeah. Enix, and yes, that'd be yeah. fucking and, sweet. And uh, the graphics are shitty enough so that you guys can run it too. Hey, 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 get burned. <laughs> I love you, Nintendo. Sponsor us. Just kidding. We're dedicated to Uniqlo. Slippers, super comfortable, $10. And lastly, 
our new soon to not be sponsor, but I am going to keep start pitching them. Anchor, A N K E R dot com. I use your power brick. That shit's dope. Everyone in my household uses that shit. Sponsor us. Buy a battery. Sponsor pack. us. It's also good for the yeah. switch. It's amazing in every way possible. So we're gonna make a push. We're gonna get sponsored. That's our move. That's that's a fall move. We're gonna get sponsored by Anchor. They're number one. And from Anchor, Anchor and Uniqlo, we're coming for you. It's it's half century marks. We're putting we're putting that flag down. It's shit talking season. Oh, it's about to get real good. It's about to get real good up here. We were very humble, but y'all don't respect our modesty. Y'all respect our dollars. And, and we'll get the dollars. And we're going to lose the modesty. Don't you worry. Hey, <laughs> just kidding. You know we love you. We love. Take us out. Uh, yo, appreciate the long-ass episode. It's a half-century mark. Where we got a lot to celebrate, a lot to be happy about. And uh, this isn't just a hobby. This is this is our livelihood. This is what we love to fucking do. This is this is everything we love to do. And as you know, we are very passionate about the things we talk about. So, with that being said, be sure to check us out on all those social media platforms that you already know about. But I'll reiterate some of them, specifically Twitter and fucking Reddit. And then, uh, yeah, on the Reddit PLG. PLG subreddit, really. You'll be able to check out the solo recommendations. You'll be able to see my, some of my game spotlights and the questions we pose for the week. And then just feel free to interact whenever you want to. We really want to hear what you have to say. We really want to, we really want to involve the community with what we're doing. And it's important, I think, that uh, your opinions are heard on all these matters because we have strong opinions, but... We're not assholes that we discount each other's opinions unless it's me trying to discount Solo's opinion because that's what I do. Because he just Only one of us so. gets final say, so only one of us gets ignored. <laughs> and on that note, that was episode fifty and another and then and and, 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 and and another episode that was That's fucking outstanding. That's right. Fucking outstanding. E. That's our new that's our new audio clip if you guys didn't know. <laughs>